0: everybody and merry christmas this is hondo carpenter from sports illustrated's fan nation las vegas raiders insider podcast it is terrific to have you with me today we are one week from christmas one week from the raiders showdown with the kansas city chiefs in kansas city on national tv and there's a lot going on now there's no you know media availability today with the raiders but we're going to begin to dig in on the Raiders Chiefs coming up literally in one week. We've got a lot to discuss. I want to get into today with five players, five key players in beating Kansas City. Now, as you all know, at the beginning of the year, back in May, I think it was May 11th, but somewhere in that first part of May, when the schedule was released, I made my initial predictions, which is what I always do. Came out on May 11th. I think I do my predictions the next day, May 12th. And then I also do it after training camp. That gives me time to watch OTAs, mini camp. You've seen how the draft came about, um, free agents. And then you've seen how everything kind of starts to gel in mini camps, OTAs, and then training camp. And then I give you my next evaluation of what I think of a team. There are several things that go into – you know this. When I pick a game, there are 10 qualities that I look at. But when I put a schedule together, there's far more than that. And so back on May 12th, I predicted this team would go 9 and 8. And then I go through all the games and tell you what I think they win, what I think they lose. I do the same um, after training camp. I picked nine and eight there, although I changed a couple of the games just based on matchups and all of that kind of stuff. And now we sit here today and the Raiders are six and eight. They have obviously at this point, I said they would be seven and seven. So we're one game behind my schedule prediction, which is fine. If they went out, they get to nine and eight, which is what I predicted anyways. But I because of how the Raiders are playing right now and, frankly, the way the Chiefs are playing, um, this game, to me, has the potential to be uh, significantly closer than I had thought. I didn't expect a blowout, but significantly closer. And I would not be shocked if the Raiders went on the road and got an upset. Now, I understand if you're a fan, that irritates you a little bit. You're like, what do you mean an upset? This is the Chiefs Raiders. I I get it. I don't have that luxury. My job is to be analytical. And so a win next Monday in Arrowhead would be an upset. It would be. They're the world champions, and it would be an upset. I think that's that's clear to most people. I understand if a fan doesn't feel that way, and I respect that. But I'm going to go over five players today That and what I'm looking for because I think they are very key to this game. Now, I'm not going to put a Max Crosby, and I'm going to tell you why I don't put a Max Crosby, because you know what you get from Max every game. He doesn't have to do anything extra. You know what you get. Robert Spillane, same way. Um, I'm not going to talk about Colton because we don't know if he's going to be healthy. Is there a chance? Uh-huh. But until we know, I'm not putting him in that conversation. So we're going to talk about five key players. If the Raiders are go up to Arrowhead to get the upset, five key players we're going to be talking about. Um. Monday evening, and uh, I hope you enjoy this. I think it's going to be really good. Before I dig into these five, a couple of things I want to do. First of all, I already told you Merry Christmas. I just want to let you know I appreciate you. We are growing exponentially. Subscribers, followers, people sharing everything. You know, we offer you massive amounts of content, and it's free. And we have a great team of writers. And I'm very excited that I'm going to have uh, Aiden Champion with me. Um, in Kansas City, but we got a great group of writers and people that are our video team and people that do a lot of things for us, and we appreciate this team, and we're able to do it because you guys consume it, and so I hope you really hear from me telling you thank you. If you want to follow me on Twitter, you can, at Hondo Carpenter, H-O-N-D-O-C-A-R-P-E-N-T-E-R, or on Instagram, IG, At Hondo, H-O-N-D-O, Sr, S-R, at Hondo Sr. So these five players are ones that we know can do it. We know that. And again, this is another reason why I think the Raiders continue to inch closer to this upset. Um, Some of the players on this list, you, beginning of the year, you thought, yeah, they can get there or you hope they could, but now they're giving you those flashes. And I'm going to explain each one, and I think you'll understand my reasoning um, as we move forward. Number one, the one that has got to, if the Raiders get an upset in Kansas City, and I think there's a good chance of it, not predicting it, I'm just saying I think there's a good chance that they could go up there and get that win is going to be Michael Merritt, the rookie. We have seen Merritt uh, do some really impressive things. Now, you all know that I am very emphatic. I don't have huge expectations of rookies. I just don't. The National Football League is just too big of an adjustment, just too big, that I think a lot of players get thrown away early Because they struggle with the adjustment. Okay, Michael Mayer has shown some incredible potential. It's very clear why they had a first-round grade on him and has done a terrific job. But there are times when you'll see him and then times of disappearance. Now, that's normal with a rookie. That's not a, a charge on his character. It's not a charge on his work ethic. It's normal of a rookie. But he is their guy. And to go up there and to beat Kansas City, it is all hands on deck. And so if he goes up there and it, and it isn't a performance um, that's significant, it doesn't mean he's a failure at all. I'm just saying for them to go get that upset, they really need him. He has vastly improved his blocking vastly improved. So I'm not even saying he needs 104 yards, three touchdowns, whatever. But they have to have his blocking, his downfield blocking, which opens some significant windows. You know what? Three catches, five catches, great. But they have got to be able to get him involved, and he's got to take that next step. Now we're at the last part the last three games of a rookie season. And by now there's so much experience, you know, he's played uh 14 games now, which is more than you play in college. So really he's kind of an early sophomore right now. And so this is where you look for that game that when it's done, you can say, wow, he impact on this play. Look at his block. He impacted on this play. Look at what he did here with a block. Look at what he did in this, this window. Look at that catch. Michael is going to be a big piece of this muzzle if they get the upset. He's a tremendous player. Absolutely tremendous player. He has superstar written all over him. He is extremely talented, extremely gifted. He's got some skill sets that are not normal. You know, a lot of times you get tight ends who are great blockers or tight ends who are good receivers. It is rare to get a tight end that's both. He is. He's going to be special. He's going to be that. Not there yet, but he's a rook. I will tell you, like a Malcolm Coons, when he gets to the end of year three, I'll make this prediction right now. Now, I obviously don't know the coaching situation in the future, so I reserve the right to come back and change it. But I would say right now, if they stick on this course with AP and everything that they're doing, by the end of year three, he's going to be in discussion as a potential Pro Bowler. That's how good he is. He has that potential to be an elite player. And for them to go get the upset, they're going to need that from him. It's a lot to ask of a rook, a lot to ask to go up there. If you've never been to Arrowhead, it is nuts, crazy, and I know that nobody likes it when you give compliments to rivals, but I'm not my rival. It's just the reality. It is an amazing environment. It is loud, extremely loud, in my opinion, probably one of the loudest places in the National Football League. They love their Chiefs, and it is a place that certainly I'm not trying to Make it sound like you can't go there and win. Of course you can, but it's just a a unique environment, and when you're a rookie in that environment the first time, maybe even the second, it just is a little bit of adjustment. Now, one advantage that Michael Mayer has that maybe a Malcolm Kuntz didn't when he was in his rookie or sophomore campaign is he played at Notre Dame. He knows what crazy environments are like. Notre Dame is one, but he's gone on the road and played a lot of, teams and crazy environments and really good environments. So do, I don't think the environment impacts a Michael Mayer as much as maybe another rookie. So again, uh, Michael Mayer is going to be a super uh, key part. And I'm not, I'm reiterating not saying seven, 10 catches, 104 yards, three touches. not talking about that. I think it, the impact would be felt in receiving but blocking also. He's got to be able to have his best game of his rookie campaign uh, up at Arrowhead. Next, I want to talk about Trayvon Merrick safety. Now, the way we talk about matchups and the way Kansas City likes to attack, you are going to see tremendous safety involvement. It requires. Your, your safeties are your literally safety net. That's why I call them safeties. But in this game, the way that Patrick Mahomes distributes the football all over the field, the way that his running style allows him. Now, one thing Patrick Mahomes does better than anyone I've ever seen. I've never seen a quarterback do one thing in particular that, that Patrick Mahomes does. Actually, two things that he does. That I've never seen from anyone else. It's what makes him a unicorn. Is most running quarterbacks take off too quick? Saw so that with Josh Dobbs. You've seen it with other guys. I I think, um, Joe Joe Burrow runs too much. And and uh, you may remember, uh, well, I'll get into that later. But I think Joe Burrow runs too much. I think that's what's keeping Joe Burrow. I think Joe Burrow's a great quarterback. But I think what's keeping him from going into that Patrick Mahomes discussion is he runs too quick. Patrick Mahomes is a great runner, not a good one. He's great. But he will stay in that pocket until the very last second and take off. Okay, That requires your safeties to be extremely disciplined. But the other thing he does He has a baseball background. His dad was a baseball player. He was a baseball player. Um, And so he'll throw a football like a baseball, just toss it like a shortstop to a second baseman on a double play. He'll flick the ball, and he's got arm strength. And so, again, when it looks like, all right, Max Crosby's going to get him, you can't – you have to stay disciplined – not only route disciplined, if you're covering a route, but eye discipline and not. Okay. We got him. You play till the echo of the whistle. Now eye discipline is very difficult with young players. Let's go back to Jacorian Bennett. If you remember when he got drafted, I told you he had speed to kill, but he was very aggressive. And one of the things that I told you about Jacorian Bennett is that, He likes to – he's not one of these corners that likes to not be physical. So if he sees a quarterback take off running like he's in trouble, he'll leave his guy and come up and smack him like a safety or a linebacker. And I said it the night of the draft. The problem with that is that Patrick Mahomes can stop on a dime and give you nine cents change. And the moment you let off your receiver, he then just tosses it over your head. Okay, now we know that that was Jacorian, but that's eye discipline. I can't let what I see change what I'm supposed to do. My eyes are telling me something and I'm watching, but I'm staying disciplined to my task. Trayvon Morgue has to. Now, y'all know I, I really like Trayvon. I think he's a really good player and I think he's had a, you know, best year of his career, but you're going against what the man many believe is the best coach currently in the NFL. And I think that that's a very germane argument and you're going to against the best quarterback. Now they do not have the best wide receivers. And The more disciplined you stay, that's going to force Patrick to have to do more. And that's where the discipline of Trayvon, you know, he's older now. He's been around a little bit. And you got to hope for him to just be the guy. This is year three. Remember we talked about with Malcolm. This is year three for him now. He's got to take that next step. And uh, I think there's a very good chance he's going to. All of these guys on this list there's not well, let me just let me double check yeah there's not one of them on this list that i doubt there are two rookies but not one of them on this list that i doubt that i think can't do what i'm calling for today but as we, as it gets closer that discipline you have seen this year Patrick trick mahomes be more frustrated be more uncalculated which is not his nature and i believe a lot of that has to do with the frustration with his receivers so the more you can stay with your guy and force them i think it's just makes it better for the raiders no let's go to the next guy this is somebody that everybody knows this is somebody with a proven track record but since the regime change we've seen more from and i think we need to see more from them than we've seen all season hunter renfro gonna have to get route separation it's gonna have to gonna have to get in there dig get off be open wham quick this is a game that that hunter is vital you say well isn't isn't Uh uh-huh but if you watch kansas city They're superior, superiorly well coached, and they're going to blitz and bring pressure. And when they do, I expect them to continue to have Devante blanketed coverage, which means having multiple guys there. So that's where a Hunter Renfro, you know, across the middle and in a flat, this is where he's going to be a quick outlet. To Aiden, this is going to be, in my opinion, this has to be the biggest game of Hunter's year. And he's going to have to get in there and get separation. This means he's going to have to bounce off the ball, off the line of scrimmage, and go. And we all know he can do it. I mean, there's, I don't think there's anybody who would listen to this podcast and say, I don't know if he can do it. Come on. We all know he can. But he's going to be vital. literally. A week from today, if I'm writing about a Raider win, the title of my article, I'll tell you right now, Raiders pierce the Chiefs. If they're going to pierce them, it's going to be, Hunter Renfro is going to be this, the, the tip of the spear. He is a guy that, you know, he's got to be sure-handed, no fumbles, no mistakes. He just can't have those in this game. Can't. Now, today I'm talking about players. Later in the week, I'm going to talk about circumstances for the Raiders to win. Yeah. Hunter can't afford. He's paid too much money. He's had too much success. You know, you can afford a mistake from Michael Mayer, Trayvon Merrick, other guys on this list. You cannot from a Hunter Renfro. He, he just can't. And you say, well, people can't play mistake-free football. I agree. But you can limit those mistakes. You can't have turnovers. You can't have drop passes for first downs. He's going to have to play his best game. Every one of us knows that Hunter Renfro can do that. Now he's got to. This is going to be a monster game if the Raiders win for Hunter Renfro. Now, next one I want to talk about. Is a Meek Robertson. Now you may say, but Hondo, you know what about X, Y, and Z? Yep. He, we talk about route discipline. Every one of you who's watched this podcast for any amount of time know the respect that I have for Meek, for his talent, for his character. Um, just a wonderful kid, absolutely wonderful kid. There's just, if you knew a Meek, you would instantly like him. One of the most popular players on this team as far as people just liking him, caring about him. Great person. But you will see a Meek sometimes get beat. Now, to his credit, he'll come back and make a big play. That's it's what he does. He'll give something up. People get mad at him. Then, bam, he gets an interception. This is a game now. He's been around long enough. If you're going to, Remember that route discipline. Remember understanding. So when he's in there and he's in that role, he's got to be disciplined because these are not the best receivers in the world. It isn't like you're asking meek Robertson to go out there and defend Tyreek Hill one-on-one. Okay, there's nobody. I don't know if – I mean, there's a lot of good corners in this league. I don't know a corner in this league who can who can defend Tyreek Hill one on one. But Tyreek Hill ain't a chief. There's not one receiver that a Meek will go against, and he's not going to be out there sixty reps. But when he is, because they're going to do some multiple sets, and he's going to be on that field, he's got to be disciplined. Has to be. Has to be. And I'll tell you, even bigger than an interception from Meek is that he, he can't get he, he can't give up that play because uh, I made a wrong read or I took a risk or oh I got beat a little bit with deception of the quarterback. No, he's going to have to stay disciplined. If you come back in the stat line, no interceptions, yeah. no tackles, but there were five targets his way and. He was with his guy and defended it as best could be because sometimes you can defend it as perfectly as possible and the guy still catches the ball. But he defended all five of them as perfectly. He was disciplined. That's a good sign the Raiders won this football game. And I think meek is that guy. There's nobody, well, you might, I don't have any doubt that Amik can do it. I have no doubts in the young man, but he's old enough now. He has to. He has to. Then I'm going to end with one other guy. And this one is not going to shock you. But I want to explain why he's on this list. And it's a rookie. It's Aiden O'Connell. And he's got a ton of confidence now. And AP made it very clear to him. Those four days after the Minnesota game, you got to go down the field. You got to attack. And he did, and he was rewarded, and his confidence is strong. Okay? Let's not pretend. Let's not pretend that the Chargers' defense is the Chiefs. But he already went against the Chargers once. And he just has to be himself. Aiden O'Connell doesn't have to go be Patrick Mahomes because he's not. He's not. Do I like a quarterback with a little bit of mobility? Yes. I've been very open about that. It's not a slam on Aiden. But if you are attacking and being wise with the football, you don't have to be. And... He was that way against the Chargers. He just has to keep taking the natural progression. He's only a rook. I mean, he's only the rook. They weren't even expecting him to play this year. And he has come along very well. Remember the last time they played the Chiefs? I mean, he was tremendous. He had great, great ratings. And performed well. Just keep being that guy. Just keep being that guy. Just keep doing what he does. This defense will take care of itself. But what happens is, is when your offense isn't scoring a ton, and they did score some points the last time, but when you're not scoring a ton, then the defense – in Late in the first half, second half, they start to press because they know we can't give up anything. This defense needs to know we can give some stuff up because our offense is going to score some points. That allows the defense to take, a, make, to take some risks, do a few things to try to create a turnover. And I think that this offense is exponentially better today than it was the last time they played the Chiefs. In my opinion, it will still be an upset. But I think it's a lot more probable today that the Raiders get the upset than I thought it was any time during the season. I think that Charger win showed us a lot about, all right, caution to the win. Aiden, you got to go. You got to go. We got your back. Go. And for a rook to have that confidence. I've shared this before, but our audience is growing so much. You may not have heard me say it. So let me go a different direction. My son, Dexter, is 16 months old. And he is in that learning to walk stage. So he used to stand at tables and he would hold on to tables or chairs or legs but he would never let go. And now just here in the last couple of days, he'll he'll stand there. Uh, He was with our granddaughter and he stood there for probably five or six seconds, just standing at her laughing and smiling and didn't realize he was standing on his own. He's very, very close now to walking. But with each step of progression, he has confidence. Okay, I can, I remember... The first time he was standing there holding our hands and we let go, he instantly sat down and cried. He was scared. And now he just stands there. Why? Confidence. Now, clearly I'm not saying Aiden O'Connell cried. when No. But there's a confidence in evolution. Think about your job. Were you as good at your job a year after you started as you were the first day? Probably not. Probably not. Now, there always are a unicorn. Maybe you're a unicorn. But Aiden's got that confidence now. And now it's time for him to go there, lead this franchise. Lead this franchise. And I think if the Chiefs go up, if the Raiders go up there and get the upset, I think you've seen everything you need to see everything you need to see about AP. Now, that doesn't mean if they go up and lose, I think you've made your decision on AP. That's ridiculous. This guy's had this team ready, locked, loaded, playing hard. He's done a lot of really good. So I don't think a loss there precludes him from getting this job whatsoever, but I think a loss up there, in my opinion, and I'm not Mark Davis, and he didn't care what I think. But I think if he goes up there and gets it, one more do you need to see? One more. So those are five very important names and uh, of what I'm looking for, of what I think will differentiate uh, a Raider win or a Raider loss. It's going to be an electric environment super excited to be there i love to go to games in kansas city no matter who's playing just because of the environment it's going to be electric and uh, look forward to covering that game for you going to have a busy week of podcasts tons massive amounts of information um i've got a surprise coming that i'm going to tell you about on wednesday i thought i would tell you about it today i'm not going to tell you about it on wednesday um that i think should excite every one of you in raider nation be really cool So from all of us here at Sports Illustrated's Fan Nation, Las Vegas Raiders Insider Podcast, part of the Fans First Sports Network, again, Merry Christmas to you. And if you don't want to watch the video of our podcast, you can go to uh, Spotify or Apple and listen to them there. Additionally, at Spotify and Apple, I knew another podcast every day, it's usually five to 10 minutes, called Riding with Hondo Exclusive because I tape a lot of them in the car with even more content that's only available to our audio only. Make sure you check that out. So from all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas. Hope, you're, hope you got to spend some time with family over the weekend because there wasn't a Raider game. But hope you're having a great day. Thanks for being with us. See you again tomorrow. Make sure you check out all of our content. This has been a Las Vegas Raiders Insider Production on the Fans First Sports Network. Whoa. Whoa.